Hello and welcome to this episode of this podcast, which is the podcast that we do that has a name called the Midnight Narwhal Podcast. This is the podcast that we beam directly into your ear holes to give them multiple blessings. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts. My name's Andy. And I am the other one of your hosts, James. Yeah. James, would you say that you provide more or fewer of the blessings? I think it's a pretty 50 50 split as long as all of my blessings go to the right ears and yours can go to the left. Because just like I have a disdain for odd numbers, I also have a disdain for things on the left. It's like a weird OCD thing for me. So you're saying that 150 years ago, you would have been fully on board with the persecution of left-handed individuals? I, uh, yeah, like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the world is meant for right-handed people. There is like there is literal right-handed privilege. Um, oh yeah, there and, is. And uh, we'd notice that our like that my son is starting to like use his left hand more and i'm like no we got we gotta fix this you know you're gonna be ambidextrous how dare you (laughs) how dare you listen i want him to succeed in life i don't want him to go through life as a lesser member you know who is who has all these challenges i'd rather him be right-handed or ambidextrous that way he can thrive in this world okay yeah i see how it is so bring it. Well, this has been a fun podcast. Um, Suck it, this South is Balls. the final one. <laughs> um, I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry, I'm going to go good. create my own podcast called The mm-hmm. Left Side. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about how left is better. Anyways, so I do have to ask. All right. Out of all of the animals in the ocean what's the scariest to you the scariest animal in the ocean to me honestly i think it's like because like some people would say a shark and like i'm honestly not that afraid of a shark like i'd swim with sharks Um, okay but i i can't wait to change your mind today (laughs) um i think it's probably gonna have to be like a giant squid um because they got that weird looking beak thing that's Uh like on the bottom um, and there are some that like we gen- like they're genuine, genuinely ginormous, like massive. Oh, they scary. They're it's frightening to me. Um, so those are pretty. Those are pretty scary. I mean, That's I know scary. they don't. I'm never gonna be that deep in the ocean anyway. Um, you don't know. But you, you might know, be on I'm, a boat that sinks. Okay, I'll be dead by then, Lord willing. Well, maybe uh, you'll be kept like trapped in a pressurized compartment that is continuing to be pressurized and provide oxygen to you while the boat sinks and you can look out a window and see the squid coming for you before its tentacle bursts through the porthole and sucks you out. Again, I would hope that the instant that thing burst, I would just implode or explode. I don't know how that would, which type of ploding would happen if it's in or but but uh, I'd hope that would happen before I'd experience anything negative from the squid um well maybe the squid yeah. just puts its like beak parts right into that oh and stops no it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and no keeps that pressure no stabilized. no <laughs> no 
Well, so. I think for some listeners, uh, this this episode might be somewhat nightmarish. Okay. You I said hope it's about not. sharks. This is about sharks. Okay. We are talking about sharks. And uh, my sources are, I have a lot of sources. Wikipedia is not one of them. I do want to make that clear. Wikipedia is not a source this time. Source number one is allthatisinteresting.com, a book called It Happened in New Jersey, a website called weirdnj.com, another website, nj1015.com, matawaborough.com, Matawan, Matawanborough.com. Matawan. Okay, got it. Matawanborough. Nationalgeographic.com and the Washington Post. There's like three articles from the Washington Post that I pulled from. All right. So there's um, all of those sources. So now that we got out of the way, we'll jump right on in. In 1891, Herman Ulrichs was a millionaire and an athlete. Okay. Uh, Herman was really into lacrosse so he was a lax boy oh okay so kind of like a douche in high school yeah and also he's very much into polo not water polo but like oh the worst time i'm riding a horse with a really long hammer mm. he actually was yeah it's it's horse croquet hor- croquet mm. on speed mm-hmm. but uh he actually was instrumental in i think bringing both of those sports to the united states kind of like they so were he's, sort he's of introduced blame. But in terms of especially like creating leagues and whole sorts of stuff like that, he was very influential in that. Okay. But the only reason Erman Ulrichs was even in the U.S. is he was an agent for a German shipping company. Not like a secret agent, but he's like, hey, I work for this shipping company and you should use my company to ship your things. Okay. It sounds shady. Got it. But it's not. Okay. And he's German? He's German. He's straight up German. Okay. But he's spent a long time in the United States. Okay. Erman uh, was an incredibly interested in politics, and he was a very avid supporter of the Democratic Party in New York City. Okay. And he was so connected to the political bigwigs of the time that at one point he was asked to run for mayor. And he was like, Of New York City. No. Like, of mayor- New York City. Yeah. Okay. They were like, Hey, Erman, we, like- you and your lacrosse, like your sports with long sticks. We think that you you could bring some of you that should be to the actual um, government of New York City. You should be America's mayor, German Erman. German Erm. Okay, Erman. Sorry, is it Airman? It's H E R M A N N. Okay. So, but I, but what the little I know of German, I believe it should be pronounced Erman instead of Herman. Yeah, I don't think it's Herman. Okay. I really hope it's not Herman. That would be. Yeah, that sounds really sad to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Erman. Even even though Herman the German is fun to say. It is. Yeah. But I'm ignoring that possibility. Like I was like, I'm never going to mention that as a possible pronunciation. I typically look up how to pronounce these names, but I didn't for this one because like whatever. Got and it. you'll see why quickly. You don't respect um, him. I get it. it. That's that's part of it. He's a lax boy. So <laughs> like I said, yeah. Douche he played lacrosse and yeah. polo. Like, <laughs> So you know he's that guy walking around with the collars of his shirts all popped and like three of those multiple, things layered on. M- multiple polos. <laughs> like yes. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah. Hello, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But the reason we're talking about Erman is not because of his polo, not because of lacrosse, not because he was almost the mayor of New York City. And it seemed like if he had been like, yeah, I would have run, he would have gotten the office. Okay. 
it seemed as if he was a shoe in for that job. But the reason we're talking about him is that he was sure that never in all of recorded history had a human ever been bitten by a shark. Okay. I mean, up to that point, there's no, I mean, how do you, how do you tell? But I'm sure some, there were pirates long before this. People have been eaten by sharks before this. I'm just going to throw that out. Well, Erman was certain that there was no way. Okay. Did and he, he was so sure that in 1891, he offered $500, which is $12,000 in today's money. Okay. Um, to anyone who could prove him wrong. He was like, hey, bring me some evidence and I'll pay you a pretty good amount of money. No one ever did. And he was so sure he doubled down on that. And so when he was hosting a party at one of his seaside houses, because he's a millionaire, mm-hmm. a guest saw a shark in the water and Erman jumped in the water with a shark to settle a $250 bet. But so a $6,000 bet. Yeah, 6000 bucks says you won't. And I was like, no, sharks are, they're just gentle giants of the sea. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. Big teddy bear. They're basically manatees with Mm -hmm. teeth, but they don't use them on people. Yeah. So of course, Erman jumps in. Some of his party goers are screaming and covering their eyes and others are immediately like, Hey, um, call, who do we call? Do is 911 a thing? Like we should call someone. The shark swam away because it was terrified by the big splash of the insane man jumping in the water. Mm. Okay, so, so uh, proof. he wins his proof. bet. He, he wins his he bet. He wins the bet. I mean, I, I don't and know if you can call that proof. Uh, no, I don't that's, think, that's solid I don't think, proof. That's I evidence. Think, I don't think one instance is good enough for a scientific like inquiry into... Okay, it. so one's yeah. not good enough for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. he later repeated this same thing while out in the middle of the ocean on his yacht. Oh, Same okay. result. Same the result. shark swam away. Okay. Shark's like, I don't want anything to do with this this human. I, Humans, they they're alpha predators. I think I want him to lay on a surfboard um and have his hands out on on, <laughs> on the surfboard. <laughs> so that when the shark looks up, he's like, ooh, a seal, and he takes a bite of it. That's what I think I want. Okay. Well, you're not gonna okay. get that. Because all right, because uh, I say that I don't mean to be rooting for this man's demise, but but you one, super are one instance of him, you know, at a party, maybe there's some drinks flowing, you know, there's money on the line and someone's like, you won't do it. One instance of doing that and surviving. Okay, cool. You got a fun story to tell. You scared away a shark, but if you're, you're playing with fire continually, I want you to get burned. So you learn to not <laughs> play with fire. Like, so, uh, yeah, I, I hope he, he's hope safe he from fire. Shark. He's jumping in the water, James. Okay, I want him to get bit by a shark. I want him to be proven wrong. Well, he was not. Erman was not proven wrong. And he was far from being the only person who thought this way. Almost every single one of the leading scientists of that day thought that sharks were harmless. (laughs) Any sort of report of American shark attacks in terms of especially sharks attacking a human were just dismissed as wild fishermen's tales, as wild as mermaids. That's crazy talk. Okay. And it was so much so that in August 2nd of 1915, there was a New York Times editorial called, and I quote, let us do justice to the sharks, end quote. That's the title of it. The editors wrote, and I quote, to this day, there is nothing that will so quickly set a crowd of swimmers scurrying for our beaches the sight of a shark's fin in the offing. 
that sharks can properly be called dangerous in this part of the world is untrue. Okay, so just by because they bring in a crowd, they're say, and he's saying that they're not dangerous. Yeah, a lot of dangerous things bring in crowds. Like I, I don't. Well, see he's saying like the there could be a crowd there. of people in the ocean. Mm-hmm. A shark's fin is spotted, and everyone goes screaming and running for land. They're like, "Ah, run away!" Yeah. And they're like, "But no one's ever attacked. Why because are people they running out?" Because they scream and run away. That's why no one's ever attacked. No, that has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. How dare you okay. use I, Andy, that sort of twisted logic to refute what is known and proven <laughs> science? Andy, I know you know that <laughs> that sharks have hurt have hurt people can and do hurt people oh really have you ever met someone who's been bitten by a shark james yes have you been bitten by a shark ever no i've never been bitten by a shark but okay. i have met somebody who's been bitten by i've gone fishing yeah, did, they with have, with did they have somebody. the footage we're like hey here's the definite proof or they're like hey no he had happened? he had part of a chunk of his calf missing like like yeah gosh like, i wonder what could do that I don't know, an errant shotgun blast? Like, what, <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Like, of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, it was a shark attack. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I accidentally missed. Like, I was chopping some bamboo with my machete and I missed. Like, come on. You're going to make up a story. I tell people <laughs> okay. that I got attacked by tigers all the time. and it, Okay. I've never even seen a real tiger outside, like, okay. free. Thank you. So you agree. Just just keep telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> so truly the scientists of that time thought that sharks were benign creatures of the deeps and they thought that they were little more than large unintelligent fish that just happened to have big teeth and marine biologists believe that sharks wouldn't even come close to humans like if they could decide they'd be like absolutely not Um, especially not in the northern waters or even near the tropics they're like yeah no just that's not you know maybe deep into the middle of the ocean sure who knows but where people actually are no the summer of 1916 was a special one Mm. to start with it was unbearably hot in new jersey okay of course it's also 1916 and there's no air conditioning yeah it's not a thing yet at the same time going on in the world and in new jersey there was a polio epidemic and that had people escaping to the beaches in large numbers. It's fake news. Now, I'm not sure exactly why people were like, hey, there's a polio endemic. And so in order to escape that, I need to go put on my full body length, long sleeves, long wool. pants, wool, white and black striped bathing suit yeah. to go lay Who's- out on the sand. Who of all... There were other fabrics in, in the early 1900s. What, like... Who and late nineteenth century? Who was picking wool? Like who a made lot that of dumb decision? No, but like who? Like what? What? What higher up made that call? And was like, yeah, bathing suits shall be made from wool for the. I'd rather future. die of polio. Yeah, than swim on one time wool. in a. It's like a full suit. Mm-mm. You know, like eventually at this time, I think they were starting to get it to where like the the pants didn't go all the way down, like it was the shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, and it was like a tank top, or like sometimes uh-huh. they were a tank tops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just still. crazy. 
yeah. crazy. <laughs> Why am I so itchy after every time after I go swimming? <laughs> Maybe because you've been wearing a freaking turtleneck sweater to go swimming in. Sheep are known aquatic animals. I can't imagine. Also, it's salt water too. Like that's another uh, like the, yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Just uncomfortable all around. Mm -hmm. And so all this heat made for some unusually warm waters in the Atlantic. Nice. On July 1st of 1916, 25-year-old Charles Van Sant arrived in Beach Haven, New Jersey. He was with his father, his mom, and both of his sisters. And they were there because they were going to celebrate the 4th of July at the beach. Yeah. Who doesn't do that? That's a good one. I mean, I, I do that literally every year. I travel yeah. and go to the beach down in Florida and celebrate July 4th. Good time. It's a great time. Yeah. However, I would never, ever say, oh, New Jersey's a great spot to go on vacation. I should go to there. Charles. Are they from did. New Jersey? I don't know. Because if, if they're from New Jersey, the closest beach is in New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, but you could go somewhere else. Somewhere else. Man, the Jersey Shore was popping even back then. Oh, it was super popping back then. Yeah. But it shouldn't. It's New Jersey. Yeah. I like at some point we're going to have alienated literally every single state of listeners. Yeah, let's see. We've we've crapped every on country. Ohio. We've crapped on oh, New, Ohio New deserves Jersey. it. And Ohio, they know. They, yeah, know, they know they deserve it. They like know. they'll tell you. I'll be like, yeah, it sucks here. <laughs> Just after sunset, Charles decided he was gonna take a swim in the warm ocean. Like, yeah, it's still it like that warm ocean is still cooler than the than the air out here. Charles was in good shape. He's a strong young man. He liked to work out with calisthenics. Like he, he did all his stuff. So he swam 50 yards out from shore in the chest deep waters. While he's out there, he saw a golden retriever that was, I guess, randomly out in the ocean swimming around. Okay. So And so he's making a big deal trying to get the, the golden retriever to swim on over to him. He's like, hey, because this is a time when we have aquatic dogs, I guess, Swim on over here, Fido. And so he's trying to get the dog to come on over. I don't know if he's trying to save the dog. Like no one really knows, but he's basically like trying to get that dog to come yeah. hang out with him in the ocean. Well, Which why not? Yeah, yeah, it's a dog. Dogs. I want dogs to hang out with me on land. So why not in the ocean? Yeah. I really did try to find out if anybody knew why there was a golden retriever just randomly swimming out in the ocean 50 yards from shore. Mm -hmm. No, there was nothing. Like it was, it was basically like an afterthought. It was just like, well, whatever, this was here. Can we not get some more detail about this random dog deep sea swimming at this point? No, we can't. Maybe, we can't. Maybe, maybe it was suicidal. <laughs> and that's why it wasn't listening. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough of the most easy, awesome existence ever. <laughs> like I've, I won the existence lottery in terms of the animal kingdom and i'm just I, except I for he's in new jersey i can't oh yeah that's what it is that's there's it the is. explanation yeah his owners are from new jersey <laughs> 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 he'd rather die than have snooki tell him what to do <laughs> as would we all yeah other beachgoers are out there and they see charles out there with the dog and everyone's like oh look there's a dog in the water yeah they also saw a dark shape just lingering in the area they tried to warn charles they were like hey hey weird guy who thinks jersey's a great place to go on vacation hey there's something in the water and so charles was like yeah i know it's the dog there's a dog in the water you idiots 
Charles is calling for the dog and he's like, hey, hey, come on, boy. But all those noises quickly turned to shrieks of horror <laughs> as the dark shape quickly closed in on him and attached itself to him. Mm, bummer. There's an on-duty lifeguard named Alexander Ott immediately rushed into the water. Charles' sister is out on the beach. Her name's Louise, and she watches in shock as two people formed what was referred to as a human chain. They help pull Charles up out of the water. Well, what's left of Charles, I, mean, I guess. Well, they're pulling him. And the dark shape of the shark held on to Charles until its stomach scraped the sandy bottom of the shore. Oh. So they're pulling in the shark and Charles. Dang. But no one got a good estimate on the size of the shark. As they're pulling Charles up out of the water, Alexander, who had sort of befriended Charles during his stay there, like had talked with him a little bit or whatever. Alexander's pulled it on me. He was like, Charles seems shockingly light. And that's because one of his legs was missing and he was uh, missing most of the second. Yep. 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 Like I said, what's left of Charles came, came out of yeah. the water. Um, so Alexander, he, he used a skirt from another swimmer because swimmers mm -hmm. had skirts then as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he used that skirt to basically make a tourniquet on the one leg that was still there. Yeah. Charles's father was a note and throws throat physician. Uh, no, no, he was a an nose ear. and throat, not ear. There's oh, no so ear mentioned. He, he's he literally a nose and throat. He didn't not, get the ear part. He's, he wasn't able, he skipped that day in medical school, so he couldn't be an ENT. So he's just an NT. He, so not a real doctor. Yeah, I was about to say, like, imagine, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> quick we need a doctor was it his nose or his throat no it's his leg oh oh i, I can't help i can't help sorry <laughs> yeah an nt physician is like one step up from alternative medicine like yeah. not quite there but on the on that path mm -hmm. there's another dude who was a medical student and both of those guys rushed in to help they took charles back to the hotel where they were staying because I guess they just didn't know where Why else to not? go. Yeah, we're the, the hospital. I mean, hospitals, hospitals existed. Yeah, they're full of people they with didn't polio at this there. time. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe yeah. that's why. Well, if we go to we hospital, he'll die. We don't want him to get polio and not have legs. That'd be even worse. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Then he had to use a wheelchair. But in spite of their best efforts, he died at the hotel at 6.45 p.m. Bummer. The next morning, his death only made page 18 of the New York Times. What? Well, they were still really focused on the whole polio thing. I so I know. guess they gave like 17 pages to polio. Oh, that sounds familiar. But the article of his, uh, or the title of his article was, Dies After Attack by Fish. Fish. Wow. Sounds like Big Shark doesn't want to, doesn't want to get any out that, uh, that they're the one ones responsible. Or somebody well, doesn't want to get a shark out. doesn't care so much, mm. but shock did circulate amongst the people who read it. Like it, it was kind of like a semi viral sort of thing. Like that's the first incident that was ever recorded of, of a man being attacked like that in, in the ocean anywhere close by. Wow. And local newspapers did their absolute best to keep the headlines quiet. They were like, okay. yeah, we're not talking about this. <laughs> Bury it. Uh, Bury it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's you got to follow the money. Mm -hmm. Who's impacted? 
if all of a sudden there are people dying in the water, all the New mm-hmm. Jersey resorts yeah. who this is 4th of July and they're making a lot of money right now. If there's fear, if there's like people like, Hey, there's sharks who want to eat me out there. It's going to dampen the mood a little bit, a little bit from the party going sort of vibe that they wanted. Yeah. But hotel owners close to where Charles died, they didn't put up safety netting 300 feet from the shoreline. And so that's good. You know, we're, so. we're happy, yeah. happy with that. That's, that's good news. But the next victim was not anywhere near the first incident. Oh, Charles Brudner. Another Charles. Another Charles. Oh man. There's, I'm seeing a pattern here. Well, I think it's fair to say that this shark likes Chuck steak. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Okay, if if I hadn't set if I hadn't set it up, if I hadn't set it up, would would that joke have made it? Would or would you have forced that one out, or would you like? <laughs> I wouldn't have forced it, mm-hmm. but I definitely would have done my best to make it seem natural. <laughs> but if I didn't. If it didn't come out right, it would have never seen the light. Of, it would have hit the editing room floor and never seen the light of day. But oh, you set it up perfectly for me. You're and welcome. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. But but Charles number two, age twenty seven, he was an excellent swimmer, which so was Charles one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Charles was taking lunch break from his job as a bellhop at the Essex and Sussex Hotel in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Okay. On July 6th. Got it. Spring Lake is 45 miles north of Beach Haven, where other Charles went swimming. Okay. So Charles Brudner, Brood, Bruder, Bruder. I don't know what I was saying earlier. It's Bruder. Yeah. Charles Bruder swam far out in the ocean beyond where kind of like normal beachgoers would go, which yeah. is normal. Like that's what Charles does. Like everybody knows He's one of those guys, like, I don't know if you've ever been at the beach and you see people just kind of take off straight out into the ocean, just swimming. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I go out pretty far, <clears throat> but still there's there's a limit. Like, I'm comfortable not not having my feet on the ground, like letting the waves mm-hmm. take me, just kind of body surf a little bit, go out there. But there are some people I'm like, man, y'all trying to die. Like, you are really, really just done. <laughs> um well, they just t- start yeah. swimming and they just keep swimming yeah. straight out. Yeah. Terrifying. And I, yeah, it, I, it, that's genuinely one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Cause you're just like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. There is nothing out there for <laughs> nope. you. Nope. <laughs> so. so yeah, it's, a, it's a thing, but Charles is one of those weirdos. Okay. Yeah. He just, it's his exercise. He swims straight out for a while and then he, eventually turns around and swims right on back and on his lunch break too like that's what are you getting 30 minutes for lunch an hour if you're lucky like you're you gotta dry off like you're stripping down putting on a wool bathing suit yeah getting to the beach getting all the way out there swimming for god knows how long turning back around swimming back taking all that wet wool stuff off i'm assuming you weighs 500 pounds yeah, yeah. Then you gotta dry off. You gotta put your bellhop uniform back in and get back to the. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a a good use of your time. Anyway, plus you gotta eat well, if you want to eat. Like if yeah. you're focused on fitness, you know it's all about that grind, baby. Yeah, you know. I guess. I guess that's right. It's about. But dry. witnesses suddenly heard his screams of terror. 
They say they saw Charles's body flung into the air as a shark tore off his legs. Oh my gosh, it's the same shark. He went for the legs again. <laughs> One witness named Mona Childs, she watched the attack through theater glasses as she stood on the shore. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a uh, very swanky area. Like, there's uh, a lot yeah. of money here. So she's oh, out that, on the beach with theater glasses. Oh, that bellhop I tipped $5 the other day. Oh, oh, good heavens. <laughs> He's flying through the air. <laughs> I can't think. There's a nature documentary that came out like 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. it's about orcas and seals. Yeah. And there's this one scene where it's literally like it's, the orcas, they found this baby seal, and they're throwing this thing 50 feet into the air. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is one of the funniest yet most horrifying things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Here we have the orcas in their natural habitat. Oh. Whee! <laughs> I mean, and it lands, and I mean, they're literally straight up playing with their food. Oh, and man. they throw, like, they just grab it with their teeth and throw it straight. Like, it's it's crazy. But she's standing there watching, and she saw the shark turn away from Charles only to dart back toward him. And she described it as, quote, like an airplane attacks a Zeppelin, end mm-hmm. quote. Yep. Two lifeguards quickly rode out to Charles. When they arrived, Charles yelled, a shark bit me, bit off my legs, which is a pretty good amount of thought that he's still able to <laughs> I was about her. to say, like... Like I can't, I can't. I mean, I have all my limbs, so I can't imagine losing one. But um, like, if if that were, especially like out there in the water, the amount of blood loss that I would assume is just instantaneous. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be pretty quick before I just am gone. Um, but maybe the shock keeps you alert and alive. I guess for like a longer amount of time, but yeah, like I would just be screaming. I I think it'd be pretty obvious. I'm a bobbing torso in the middle of the ocean, and there's blood coming out of me. What do you think happened? Like I just I'd probably just be screaming. Like, oh, well, man. that would have been a great time for that old classic dad joke of what do you call a man in the water with no arms and no legs? Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that should have been his line like come on if you're just out there waiting just come on hmm. think through this a little bit that would have been you charles corny. nope nope bob now <laughs> think about it <laughs> but they pulled charles slash bob out of the water <laughs> and he's a charlie the- kebab <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
um, Charlie's Kebabs is a local restaurant to the Wake Forest Raleigh area of North Carolina. It's delicious. It is delicious Greek food. I miss their I miss their seasoned fries and lamb kebabs. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Wow! Oh man, that's great local humor for you <laughs> uh, folks. Yeah, great local humor for you, the, you listeners in the local triangle. humor to a place that we don't live in. <laughs> we don't live in anymore, but yeah, <laughs> it's not local uh, to us. Oh man, oh that was that was. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I needed that. <laughs> Thank you. When they pulled him out of the water, they saw that everything below the knees had been torn away. Oh, okay, so it's just the it's just below the yeah. Knees. His arm okay. his arms are there. His arms okay. are there. He's and, his arms you know, are there. He's he's stumpy. He's got nubs. Got it. Yep. However, Charles quickly went into shock and died. Mm, yeah see it's a blood loss like that's you if you Mm -hmm. don't get to him quick you're yeah wow okay but this one's different from the last one because number one this one's during the middle of the day Mm -hmm. so hundreds of people most of them from the upper crust of society the hoity-toities if you will they saw it happen gonna get done yeah now things are gonna change because it's affecting the one percent Women fainted and vomited, both from the heat and the shock of what they just saw. I'm saying mostly because of the missing legs of the dead guy. Yeah, probably. That does it. And so this time, the news traveled around very quickly. Mona Childs of the theater glasses demanded that the hotel phone operator send messages to all the other hotels up and down the Jersey Shore telling people to get out of the water because she cares scientists and medical doctors they held a news conference following the second attack and even though there were two shark attacks within five days of each other most of those experts genuinely refused to believe that a shark was responsible john treadwell nichols was the assistant curator of the department of recent fishes i just love that it's recent fishes department of recent fishes at a museum okay it said the whole thing sounds made up to me He's yeah. assistant curator of the Department of Recent Fishes at the museum. It never says what museum he's from. The museum. It's the museum. Just the museum, but you know, not like, capitalized. You know, like the Ohio State University? Like, it's... it's. John Treadwell Nichols examined the body of Charles Bruder, and he declared that an orca, or some people like to say killer whale, had killer killed whale. him. Not I mean, a shark. Okay. And um, Nichols was a prominent ichthyologist which is a fish scientist. And he truly did not believe that a shark could kill a human. Other scientists suggested that it was a massive sea turtle or still other scientists thought it was a school of sea turtles that all together swarmed and snapped at, at both Bruder and Van Sant. <laughs> okay. Sea turtles. I sea turtles. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Um, I feel like if it's like, one of those things where if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, quacks like a duck. Which is how a duck sounds. It's a duck. But, or it uh, could be sea turtles. Yeah, you know. And, I mean, the killer whale thing, it is in the name. <laughs> um, and we now know what they do to baby seals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, And I love the, there's like a, a meme of like a killer whale in a courtroom and someone's cross-examining it. It's like, and exactly um, what kind of whale are you, <laughs> sir? 
<laughs> and then the, the killer whale's lawyer's like, objection! No! <laughs> um, well, I'll be honest, out of yeah. all the animals in, in the water, orcas are the scariest ones to me. Really? Because they're orcas. They are outrageously smart. And if there's anything in the water that wants to kill me, it's going to be orcas. They're dolphin smart. They'll they're dolphin get to level me. smart. Yeah. They're smarter. No, 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 no. Okay, I take it back. Not giant Orcas squid. are brilliant. Octopi. Octopi freak me out. Like, uh, or is it octopuses? Either one. Like, yeah, mul- they're both even, even just Even just one of them. Like, I watched a, there was a brand, you know, like the rebooted Twilight Zone that they did for like, yes. two seasons. There's an episode about a freaking murderous octopus. And it sounds kind of silly Ooh. as a premise, but like, literally, it was like some alien crap. Like, freak it out. was. It was one of those octopuses that could like camouflage itself. So think like mm-hmm. the cuteness of the Finding Dory octopus mixed with the murder rampage meanness of like an alien movie. Like it would it freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh, like that could definitely And there are apparently like tests that they've given octopuses in captivity that m- prove they have like the functional understanding of like an eight year old child, mm-hmm. which is way more intelligent than I think any animal should be. Um, yeah. They're incredibly intelligent. They're, yeah, I'm fascinated by them. They're like, I'm most like, they're the, they're animals that I'm most fascinated by Wow. because okay. I just want to know how much, how much do you understand? What can you do? Like, <laughs> they're, they're wild. Are you hiding something from me? I yeah, exactly. You, I, yeah, exactly. I bet that. you can, I bet you can read minds. Can't you like, like, uh, I don't like how you're staring at me and you've also got a weird looking beak thing underneath you. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Nope. See a killer whale at least is like dolphin adjacent. So I feel like a little bit more comfortable around it, even though I know it's just as murder. I've seen one. I'm where, telling like, you, they like, are murderous yeah. demons of the I think, ocean. I think you've sent me video uh of like a a killer whale like people are watching like i think it's like dolphins or like some other animals in the ocean um and you see a killer whale jump out of the water from nowhere and like headbutt one of the other things that's (laughs) in the air and you just you hear the thud just the thick like oof and all the people on their phones you know oh my goodness and yeah it was uh that is kind of funny to me as well, watching stuff like that happen. I think I'm a little bit more comfortable around killer whales just because they're somewhat dolphin adjacent. Okay. But yeah. just you, I'll send you some more clips. We'll see how please comfortable do. you feel. No, no, no. Yeah, please do. Anyway, continue. But the main thing is that scientists stressed over and over and over again mm-hmm. that there's not going to be another attack. And also, it probably wasn't even a shark. Yeah. Because oh, sharks yeah. don't attack people. So even if it was a shark, which it's not, but even if it was a shark, <laughs> it's not. But even if it was, it, it was. wouldn't happen again. It no. wouldn't happen again. There's no, no way. No. And the scientists truly did everything in their power to de-emphasize that sharks could pose a threat to people. And at the press conference, journalists and attendees, so not the scientists, but the people who actually attended, they speculated that the attacks were from, quote, killer mackerels. Killer mackerel? Yeah. Uh, no, just no. Okay, but yeah. also, what if, and hear me out, what if it was German U-boats? <gasps> oh, a U-boat. Oh. Well, yeah, World War One's going on. Yeah. German U-boats are out there sinking the Lusitania. What do you think a U-boat is? It's a freaking giant metal pressurized tube in the, in the water. It's not- That has a- teeth. 
clearly. This, have you seen the torpedoes swimming? in the Mario game? They've got teeth drawn on there. You don't okay. know what could happen. Okay. Um, I'm just saying we don't know what sort of technology the governments of then had. Okay. That's what like, I'm saying. I feel like there's going to, I mean, one, I think there's going to be more shark attacks. And I, I think it's because. Well, of course we not. Sharks saying, don't attack people. We've made we that very saying, clear. No, they, they're hearing this and they're like, they're, I guess they're not getting the picture. We're going we gonna to keep attacking you until you respect us. <laughs> like, like. They're like, oh, they're saying you won't do it again. Oh, well, I'm gonna go up there and I'll I'll bite another Charlie. Like I'll oh, find another Charlie. Say I won't. Charles. Say I say, won't. Yeah. Um, sir, they're they're saying it's the they're saying it's it might be mackerel or sea turtles. Oh, I'll show them. I'll show them what sharks are really about. Oh, you wait. I've just gone for legs. I'm going for something bigger next time. <laughs> there was one guy, Doctor William G. Schaffler. Okay. He was one of New Jersey's most respected medical doctors, and he stated to the press unequivocally that, quote, there is not the slightest doubt that a man-eating shark inflicted these injuries. Okay, finally, someone someone with oxygen in their, like, lungs that is communicating the truth. I get it. And only like one it. newspaper recorded that, and it was <laughs> yeah. very small end of the story, quote. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that that checks out, unfortunately, though. As you so well guessed, the fatal attacks weren't over. Nope. Everything was quiet in the town of Matawan on July 12th. It was 11 miles inland and nowhere near the beach. Okay. How's the shark going to attack somebody? Is it a Sharknado? How did you know? It is a Sharknado. No one had ever seen large man-eating sharks in the muddy waters of Matawan Creek because... That would be ridiculous. No, I didn't know. Sharks, sharks don't could do swim that. up creeks. No, no, they don't. So I'm surprised that you don't know this story because this includes your ancestor, Thomas Cottrell, who was a fisherman in this town. Okay. Uh, I doubt his Cottrell's not as uncommon of a name as people think it is, but um, okay. No, I'm just telling you, he's, you go back to 1916 and you'll see on your family tree, Thomas Cottrell. Okay. I'm just telling you, it's there. He was out floating around on his boat and saw a dark, scary shape swim under the town's bridge. Thomas had heard about this, the attacks out in the ocean. His face turned pale, and he rode to shore as fast as he could. He ran through town and warned everyone that he could find. He said he had seen an eight-foot-long shark in the creek. One of them creek sharks. One of them river sharks. And, of course, like practically no one believed him. Yeah. Because um, sharks live in the ocean, number one. Yeah. And the creek's not an ocean, number two. Mm -hmm. And they're 11 miles up the creek from where it empties into the ocean. Is it brackish water or is it a freshwater creek? Uh, like, reports differed on that. Okay, cool. So I'm not, I can't say for certain because some, some reports said it was brackish, others said it was fresh. Okay. So I don't actually know. However, right before Thomas... Cockrell had run into town. There was a group of young workers from a local basket factory had run out of it towards the creek. Like literally like one of those things, they just missed each other. Mm. Now these kids didn't have any respect for their jobs since they just ghosted it in the middle of the day. 
Yeah. And 11 year old Lester so you're saying, Stilwell. You're, you're saying that they deserved it is what, is what it sounds like you're saying. I'm saying they didn't deserve to just run off in the middle of the day to take whatever break in the creek they wanted to. That's what and, I'm saying. And, and ergo, you know, ergo, they deserve whatever consequences mother nature might throw at them. For, well, for going all actions have consequences. We have to take responsibility for our own choices. That's what okay. I'm saying. Got it. 11-year-old Lester Stillwell waded into the creek before a group of his friends got there because he was faster. Also, what are 11-year-olds doing making baskets? That's, dude, it's it's still early 19th century. Better than coal mining. Better than coal mining, better than chimney sweeping. Well, he's so. too big to chimney sweep. Oh, yeah, that's past the prime age. It wasn't very long before the water started churning and turned crimson. Oh. The rest of the boys, who were still naked from their skinny dipping, ran into town to get help because clearly they're not staying in the water. That, yeah, okay. So imagine you're just some townie. <laughs> and Thomas comes running, Hey, there's a shark in the creek! There's okay. a shark in the okay. creek! This is New Jersey, okay? Like, yeah. Which is the deep south of the north. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, there's still a bunch of Yankees. There ain't no rednecks. Oh, they're in, definitely in, Yankees. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're looked down upon like everyone looks down on rednecks here. They're, they're the armpit of 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 <laughs> yes of of the New England area. Yeah, yeah. So he comes running in, talking about the shark and the crick, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Okay, sure." And then a whole group of naked, wet boys comes running in, talking about how something's going on down at the crick. Help, there's a shark in the creek. It ain't little Tom. All right, what's the kid's name? What's the uh, Lester. It, it ain't little Lester. The entire town came down to the creek to investigate. People cautiously waded into the water, but their frantic search for Lester turned up nothing. A lot of the townsfolk did not believe that the attack happened from a shark. Most of them thought the boys were just pulling a prank. A few others were like, well, no, Lester probably had an epileptic seizure and that's why the water went crazy and he drowned. Like, that's what happened. Hmm. 24-year-old Watson Fisher was the local tailor. He was also known as a strong swimmer. I don't know how you get known as a strong swimmer in all these places. I mean, at this at this point in time, though, like, it's something I'd throw on my resume. Not oh, currently, yeah. but like back then, I mean, what other skills are there? Like, yeah, it's like, well, I mean, he's read. the tailor. Can so can swim extracurriculars can swim yeah. strong swimmer sounds mm-hmm. better yeah he swam far out into the creek to try to find Lester and well he dove down came back from his dive and was struggling to find footing on the muddy ground near the shore as he was holding what appeared to be Lester's mangled body <clears throat> oh bummer a dark shape slammed into Watson from his right it pulled him under and attacked him repeatedly. Watson frantically punched the shark over and over and over again. You got to punch him in the nose. You got to punch him in the nose. And that's how they. You have to. Yeah. There were some smart onlookers who rode over in a boat because they were out in the boat anyways. And they beat the shark with the oars. And then and only then did it finally let go of Watson the tailor. Yeah. We'll teach you to swim up a creek in New Jersey. Whack, 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 whack. Yeah. Ten pounds of flesh were torn away from his thigh, and all that was left was the bone. Oh, dude. That sucks. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, for uh, sure. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I hope he's- Well, he was taken to a train 
um, to take get be taken to the closest hospital. I guess you just lose the leg at that point, you know, like I'd... or your life because he died two hours later. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So okay, that's that's the fourth death that this uh-huh. shark has caused. Because I, I'm just calling it the same shark. Uh, but I mean, it could be it could be a whole group of them. But I, I I'd like the story better if it was the same. Murderer. The shark mafia trying to. Uh... Mm-hmm. No, we can't attack humans. Mm-hmm. All right, Joey, you're you're the best at swimming in that brackish fresh water. Go get Go him up there. Go get him. Tell his boss. Joey nails. Yeah. Thirty minutes after Watson the Taylor's attack, Joseph Dunn was swimming downstream in Matawan Creek. What are these people doing? They're swimming and enjoying the water, James. It's hot. What else are they supposed to do? There's no air conditioning, so you go get in the water. But are they not hearing the stories of, of all these? Okay. I'll, no, actually. I no, mean, they've mind. heard stories, because, but it's not sharks. Yeah, it's not sharks. And even now, like today, I hear stories of shark attacks, and it doesn't keep me from getting in the water. So Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I take, I rescind my judgment. Joseph was only a couple feet from the dock ladder, about to climb up when he felt the tug on his leg. Oh, that's the trailer right there. <laughs> Two of his friends pulled on his arms trying to get Joseph up the ladder, and the shark did end up eventually letting go. Joseph's leg was bleeding heavily, but he actually ended up living because the shark bite did not sever any major arteries, Oh, which is okay. how all, everybody else died. They just straight up bled yeah, out. blood loss. Yeah. Okay. Live to tell the shark sales. hysteria finally rang very loudly all across the nation when Lester Stilwell's maimed little body was eventually found and pulled out of the water. President Woodrow Wilson called the meeting and the White House agreed to give federal aid to, quote, drive away all the ferocious man-eating sharks which have been making prey of bathers. Bathers? Is that what they're calling them? Yeah. You didn't go swimming, you went bathing. Okay. Hmm. Which I don't like. I don't like that term for this. Ships that moved in and out of New Jersey and New York were all on high alert. Some of them reported whole schools of large sharks moving throughout the area. Scientists were like, hey, um, so in case it's sharks, let's put up safety nets. They put up safety nets around beaches. All the ships that went into the ocean started arming themselves with rifles, harpoon guns, and axes. They chummed the water with sheep guts to try to lure the sharks out. And there was even a reward for any boat that killed possible man-eating sharks. Shark hysteria went into full swing. And it's genuinely during this time in 1916 that before this, this was the turning point for sharks' reputations among humans. Yeah. Before this, eh, it's fine. But they sharks have the bad rap they have today because of what happened right here in 1916. Oh. I mean, they earned it. I mean, they did. And they earned it. And, I mean, our, our hubris really... I think I think we earned it too by by not giving them their dues as as um, well. We made them angry, I mean, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we didn't respect them. Sharks are big about respect. That's one thing I know about sharks. Yeah, yeah. The town of Matawan was furious. <laughs> a shark had killed two of its own people and crippled a third. So boats took to the water all up and down that creek to find that shark. Some people even tried to kill the shark by throwing dynamite into the water. Awesome. 
which is a very deep South thing to do. I mean, it works. The papers described this shark as, quote, the Jersey man-eater. And people all up and down the East Coast were hunting for it. And since uh, that happened, it's been called the largest scale animal hunt in history. Did they find him? After about two weeks, a dragnet captured the killer. Oh, Fishermen hauled a 350-pound, seven-and-a-half-foot great white shark onto their boat. Wow, that's a big one. For a great white, that's not that large. They can get up to 14, 15 feet. Wow. Easy. Um, So it's still a juvenile as far as sharks or great white sharks are concerned. Got it. And it wasn't easy for him to get the shark in the boat because it was as big as the boat. Yeah, that checks out. And, of course, the shark's death was celebrated when it was brought ashore. And doctors inspected the innards of the shark and found inside its stomach a human shin bone and a rib. Yep. This stuff that they have pulled out of shark's stomach, though, isn't like... It's uh, like, you Google that and have a fun time looking at all that stuff. Because it's nuts what sharks eat. They're like garbage disposals in the ocean. Like, it's Oh, absolutely. It's but, of course, we'll never know if they had actually captured the same shark as the one that killed all of those victims. However, it is important to point out, there were no more deaths. I mean, maybe this one shark did kill all four people all by itself. Yep. We didn't have trackers. We didn't have any of that sort of stuff at the time. Yeah. Experts of the day who actually thought it was a shark, which it did certainly, and they all end up being like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a shark. Um, They all thought it was a loner great white shark who had become disoriented. And modern experts believe that it could have been a sick or injured bull shark, maybe a great white. Um, but it was just simply looking for food. Hmm. Very rarely does a lone shark drift a dozen miles inland along a creek, except for bull sharks, which can and do swim inland and search for food. Sometimes they'll swim inland 50 miles in brackish or freshwater. Wow. See, okay, I didn't didn't know if there was any shark species that could get into... I I would believe brackish water, Mm -hmm. but... um, I mean, they need mostly brackish. But fresh is is wild to me. That's that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, bull sharks are the only ones that can go into fresh water for long. But mm-hmm. even like a bull shark can't go like fifty miles through fresh water. Like it can if it's brackish most of the time. It you know it can go into fresh water at the end, sort of thing, and then turn yeah. back around and go back. I'm sure um, there's like only a few a few like tributaries and rivers that can actually sustain bull sharks like that, though. I wouldn't imagine it's common. Today, scientists believe that when a shark attacks a human, it's because the shark is curious, not because it's like, hey, I really want to eat a human right now. A human would be great because sharks, as we know, they just they learn about their close environment by biting things. Yeah, they don't have hands. um, So like, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But like. Really? Can you imagine kids? swimming and you just feel hands start touching your legs under the water? Oh. Oh. <gasps> yeah. I'd rather have the teeth. Give me the teeth um, over that. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, they don't have hands and the fins that they have are used for swimming. So really the only, like the, they don't have it like an appendage to investigate. Like, so they're really just like mouthing uh-huh. everything and then spitting out chunks of it. Of like, Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's, that's, Hopefully I didn't kill you. Sorry. I don't really like that. Or, ooh, that's food. I'm going to eat more of that. That's kind of how, how, they, <laughs> mm-hmm. how they do. That is how the yeah, shark I mean, do. They bite rocks, cages, trash, boats, surfboards, mm-hmm. humans, all that stuff. And it's just them trying to learn about it. Yep. Also, it's like I was um, I was watching, it was like I was growing up and we were watching Shark Week 
because that's what you know fathers mm-hmm. do with their sons sometimes um people you got to terrify him somehow yeah and they if it i mean there's always those random shark week specials and stuff and there was um a thing where they 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 pulled a bunch of cannibals and cannibalistic tribes and okay. people that like in jail for cannibalism and asked what human meat clo- most like what animal in the animal kingdom did human meat taste the most like and everybody said pork um that was the consensus amongst the cannibals and so okay they took that information and they in a in shark infested waters they dropped pork beef chicken and like a bunch of fish and shrimp and junk and obviously the sharks went for the fish and chickens or fish and shrimp stuff first and then the chicken and then the beef and then it saved the pork for last and then it spit the pork out like almost immediately so Jan- and so they used that and said boom science they don't like human um <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i don't I still don't think that that's like pseudoscience maybe because yeah, it's not actually like, scientific. That's at all, not but... scientific. It was on the discovery channel though. Yeah. It's but... about as much as our boy airman jumping in the water. <laughs> yeah. Same sort of level, but truly this, um, this has been called the real life story of jaws. Okay. And yeah. it is, this is the story that the novel that was written in the 19, I think it's the 1950s, 1960s. It was based off of this story, which people we they think it's the same shark, but they I mean they like I mean, to tell there's no the way stories to know, like to tell really. it. Yeah, we'll never ever yeah. know. Could never ever no, no, know. No, no. But it's assumed it like the assumption has always been it's the same shark, but let's be real, it pro- most likely was not. Nope. Because there's really almost no examples of just one shark continuously attacking humans. There's the only one that I could find was um, off of in Egypt in 2010. There was a series of attacks um, in the Red Sea where uh, one tourist was killed and three were very gravely injured by an oceanic white tip shark. Hmm. But that's really the only specific example I could see where they're like, oh, no, we know it's like one shark doing all this stuff. Um, sharks are not out there to attack humans. But, you know, I remember seeing Jaws that terrified me more than any movie I've ever seen. I think I was 11 yeah. when I watched Jaws. And I remember exactly where I was. I remember it was in my parents' bedroom. They had like a little TV hung up on the wall, but of course it was like still a large TV, but the actual mm-hmm. screen itself was small. Yeah, I sat there and I still remember they're just pouring the chum over the side and just Bruce the shark head come straight up. And I don't think I've ever been as scared in my life as I was in that moment. And yeah, I was terrified to go in the water and I still don't go in the water without going, huh? I wonder <laughs> it doesn't stop me. I still do it and I still have a yeah. great time and I really don't yeah. ever think about it, but in a sense it is there in the back of my mind. See, and that's the respect. That's the, I, that's I respect the, sharks. That's really yeah. what, what this boils down to is I yeah. show them the respect they deserve. Yep. They can sense it. That's why I've never been bitten. Mm-hmm. Same. And that's why I would feel comfortable swimming with sharks, like going in there. Technically, we're all, if you get in the ocean, it's all one world. You're swimming that. with sharks. You're swimming with sharks, but like, like I'd I'd drop down in the cage. I'd like chum the chum oh, up heck, the water. The, like the cage yeah. would be yeah, no would easy. Be afraid That'd to be do it in cage. easy. Yeah, if the the guide that I'm with is like, hey, you want to get out of the cage? I'm like, are you getting out of the cage? He'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, why not? Uh, Do I get yeah, one of those yeah, stun yeah. sticks? Yeah, like, you, you basically have, like, chainmail armor on. Uh, can I get some of that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, then I think I'm going to stay in here, but you have fun. Yeah, I did not know that. You, you you said, like, oh, I bet you know the story. I did not know that story. So, cool. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that's the real-life story of Jaws. Awesome. Yeah, I just, I had almost watched jaws a couple of weeks ago and i went mm. you know what i need to tell that story that's yeah. it's a it's a fun story i think i think there is and maybe it's just because i've spent so much time in florida i've heard of it because sharks are and i've also always just been fascinated by sharks and i originally heard it forever ago it was a special during a shark week thing they talked about it so you can so i probably should have listed that as one of my sources but that was probably 15 20 years ago sure so i'm not actually counting it as a source but it was the inspiration so yes. that is uh, the story of real life Jaws. I hope your ears were blessed. Mine certainly were. Keep your legs attached, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Uh, email us at the midnight pod at gmail.com. Where we Wild will not fight. bite your legs off. Yeah, we will you tell us who you think would win in a battle. Uh, a narwhal or a shark. Yeah. A shark. Let's see a narwhal like, piercing the shark's face. That'd be pretty epic. They would have to be so dang lucky. That, that tusk is like 17 feet long. But like, team Shark. Hashtag Team Shark all the way. All right, yeah. Fill up our email. So if you're a loser and right-handed, go with go with the narwhals. Wow. All right. Bye. <laughs>All right, we're going to do this for real. We're going to jump on in. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. Stop it, it, SCC. (laughs) I love how it's like the one episode that I'm confident my father has listened to is the one where I'm getting pretty, I'm getting bullied pretty hard there. (laughs) Like, Like... yeah, it's probably like, why does my son do this? Well, no, it's like I was not, and I'm dad. If you're listening to this, cool, glad you're listening. Like, I love you, but like, I, I did not. He texted me randomly, randomly. He goes, I like going to Disneyland. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. He goes, yeah. I'm like, what? What? What's? He goes, yeah. I listened to your podcast with Andy, and you're talking about like Disney adults. I'm like. What I had no clue that you listened to <laughs> you had listened to this. <laughs>